morning and welcome to another episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I am your host, Martian A. Sullivan, and I thank you for tuning in on this fabulous Thursday morning. And this is April the 14th, 2022. So I have some good information to bring to you today, especially to those who've been petitioning and trying to get a prayer answer before the Lord, but you may have been praying for a specific thing for a long time and you felt like, God, are you listening? Are you hearing me? And the question to that answer is, yes, God is listening, but we have to be patient while the Lord is working behind the scenes to make whatever we're petitioning him for come to pass. And one thing that I can tell you is while you're waiting, do not take your eyes off the Lord. Keep your eyes on God. Look not to the left nor to the right. And don't compare yourself to other people because that's the biggest mistake while we're seeking God that we can make is when we shift our focus and the, the course of our posture. When we're seeking God for something, our focus needs to be on Him as He's strengthening us, as we're building the confidence to learn to trust in the Lord at all times. One of the things that I want to share with you today is a character in the story that I really learned to admire because she went through so much for this prayer to be answered. But in the course of God having to answer her prayer, what it really does is reveal the heart of the woman behind the scene. And this person that I'm talking about today is Hannah. Hannah learn to become a prayer warrior behind the scenes and the bible to me it doesn't really say what her relationship was with god prior to but based on the circumstances the experiences that she experienced by her antagonist is that the enemy who was taunting her taught her how to run to the lord and sometimes that's why God will put enemies before us, not to taunt us, but sometimes the taunting help us to go to the Lord and to petition the Lord so that our relationship with the Lord can become stronger and that we learn to trust the Lord even the more. And so let's turn together today in the book of 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 1 verses 2 where it says Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not. So I love how the Bible lets us know what's going on here. First and foremost, it gives us a, a inside scoop to the 4, 411, which is the detailed information that we need to know. So we can see that in, in verse 3, it says each year Elkanah would travel to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of heaven's armies at the tabernacle. And this was important because what this shows is Elkanah reverence for the Lord, okay? All families who really feared the Lord were required to go at least one year to sacrifice to the Lord. So this was important. And it says the priests of the Lord at that time, they, uh, they had two sons, okay? So it was important that these sons were present and in position to do as the Lord commanded them to do. 
And for the sake of pronunciation, I won't even try to attempt to pronounce their names. But their names are found in chapter 3 of 1 Samuel. And verse 4 tells us, it says, On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of meat to Peninnah and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion. Okay, that almost sounds like a robbery before it really happens. So let's see what the scripture tells us. And it says that, And though he loved Hannah, I'm going to read that again, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. So that explains why he only gave her one portion. Because to the one who has little, little is required. But to to the one who has much, much is required. And in this case, Penina had more responsibility. She had more kids to feed than Hannah. Okay, so in verse 5, it says, I'm sorry, in verse 6, it says, So Penina would taunt Hannah. So she's making it known to Hannah, Look, I'm reminding you that I'm the wife just as well as you, but guess what? I have his kids and you don't. Isn't that such a a slick move of the enemy is to constantly remind us of what we don't have? And that's where the enemy really uh, discouraged a lot of God's children by constantly reminding us of what we don't have. But what we really do have is the power of God's word living on the inside of us to move mountains in our lives that's greater than than any earthly thing. And so the fact that Hannah was being taunted created a problem, not only in the marriage, but in the relationship um, between Hannah and her husband. So it says that, you know, Panina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. And during this time in history, if a woman did not have children, to most people she was considered cursed or unworthy or unwanted because she could not conceive. And so in verse 7, it says, year after year, it was the same. So this is wasn't the, the fact that Panina was taunting Hannah was not just a one-time thing. This was a, a reoccurring thing. This was happening over and over and over again. As some of us can relate to this story because, you know, we have probably been the ones who have been taunted by the enemy, by people who, you know, were very close to us or we've probably witnessed other people being taunted by the enemy, experiencing a central situation to, uh, that is similar to what we're talking about here today. And nevertheless, what I want to point out to you is that <clears throat> this, this is something that really bothered Hannah, is the fact that she was being taunted and constantly reminded by this woman that she did not have kids. So what it did, it created a problem between her and her husband. So 
in verse in the next verse you would see that it says so year after year it was the same Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat so Hannah felt defeated hopeless she felt that there was no way to get victory in a sense because she didn't feel like she had victory I mean her husband was married to two women and out of the two women she was the one who did not have his kids so of course that left Hannah wounded and the question is have you ever felt wounded to the point that you were so discouraged that you could not eat this girl went into a deep depression because she would not eat and so her husband questions her in verse 8 he says why are you crying Hannah Elkanah would ask why aren't you eating why be downhearted just because you have no children so to those who are barren like myself this is a reminder to you just because you don't have kids does not mean that you need to walk and go through this life downhearted or cast down feeling less than because you are worthy in every way and so Hannah was dealing with some issues here she wouldn't eat she was downhearted because she didn't have kids and and one thing that that I love about Elkanah her husband he expresses to her his deepest heart he reveals something to Hannah that the Bible doesn't even say that he revealed to Pina uh, Panina, I'm sorry, but what he expresses to her in the text, he says, "You have me," and this is what is this is the same thing God is saying to those that are barren. You have me, even though you don't have kids. You have me as your father. You have me as your husband. You have me as your friend. So he confided in Hannah to remind her, "Am I not better to you than ten sons?" But the verse actually reads, "You have me." Isn't that better than having 10 sons? So he's saying, you know what, Hannah, I'm worth more to you than 10 sons. And so this is getting to the heart of the storyline because Hannah begins to pray specifically, not for a girl, but Hannah, for whatever reason, God put for her to have a son. And and that's exactly what she prays for. In verse 9, it says, Once after a sacrificial meal, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in a deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Have you ever been in that position where you were in such deep anguish that you couldn't even call on a friend? That you couldn't call on anyone, but the only thing that you could do in that moment and in that hour was simply cry out to God. And this is what Hannah did. And it says, as she prayed to the Lord, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven armies, if you would look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. She says, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a son that he has been dedicated to the Lord, 
his hair will never be cut. So Hannah prays with a promise of dedication. She prays with a promise saying, Lord, if you give this son to me, I'm going to offer him up to you as a sacrifice. I'm going to give him to you because every time I see this child, I'm going to be reminded of who you are to me and the fact that you are a promise keeper. And so she makes a promise to the Lord. Verse 12 says, as she was praying to the Lord, somebody was watching and she didn't even know it. Eli watched her seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound he thought she had been drinking and what's interesting is that he thought she was drunk but she wasn't drunk and i want to share a segment of what this really looked like i remember um to to my auntie whom i recently lost she was my favorite aunt and what was interesting is that i remember her uh, saying out loud that she had wanted grandkids and I used to go over her house all the time when I was a little girl and I remember one day I went to go and look for her and in her room there was quietness so I didn't just you know buzz in her door like I usually do because we had that relationship and when when I kind of peeped my head there she was kneeling on the floor and I can hear her making her request known to God, asking God to bless her with grandkids. And as, you know, years passed, the Lord did just that. But not only did he bless her with one, he blessed her with multiple grandkids. And after God answered her prayers, then I heard her say one time, maybe I prayed for too many. And so what's interesting about the Lord is that when we're praying and petitioning the Lord, not only do he answer the prayer, but he gives us sometimes more than what we ask for. And in this case, God does something incredible for Hannah after he has a witness. Because God always have a witness as a means to show his power, just like he had me to witness my auntie didn't even know it, had me to witness, to see her praying, and to see the hand of God move and bless her with multiple grandkids. So he honored her prayer. And, and so, again, in the storyline, Hannah was praying, and Eli was the priest who was witnessing this, and he thought that she was drunk. And when you're praying, you know, and you've been vexed or anguished in spirit, a lot of people would think you're crazy, right? But nevertheless, you don't worry about what people think of you when your heart is really focusing on petitioning the Lord. In verse 14, it says, but you must come here. He said, must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. She admits it. She was discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. That's a powerful thing to do, more than anything else, because God created us to fellowship, to commune with Him. And the most beautiful thing that we could ever do while we're hurting is to pour out our hearts to the Lord. 
to the point that we're empty. Like Paul said, you know, I'm being poured out like a drink offering. That's the greatest thing that when we're hurting is we're pouring out our hearts like a drink offering to the Lord. And to the point that we're empty, asking the Lord to fill us. So she says, I'm pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. And there's nothing greater than when we experience the deepest, the deepest depths of sorrow. Because life sometimes will bring you sorrow. Life sometimes will bring you so much pain. But in the midst of it, God knows how to give us the beauty for the ashes. In the midst of the pain and the darkness and the disappointments of life, God knows how to comfort our hearts. And he sends us just what we need at the appointed time. And so in verse 17, it says, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. And so to those listening today who have been crying out, you may have been praying for something that only God knows about. And you say, Lord, you have an answer, but I see you answering so many other people's prayers. I want you to be encouraged as you're listening today. And I want you to find hope in Hannah's story. Because God cannot lie. When we really pour out our heart, God has to move. Because that's just who he is. God is moved by when we seek him. But more so when we worship him. Hannah has moved God's heart because she has made a vow to the Lord. She has sought him. She could have sought revenge against her enemy, but she has decided to pour out her heart to the Lord. She has decided to do just what the scripture says, to make your request known to the Lord, not to man, not to those who think you think can resolve your problems, But she has made the petition known to the one who has all power, dominion, and authority to grant her her heart's desire. And then I want you to see at the ending of this how she exclaimed something. So she exclaimed to the priest. She said she went back and began to eat again. And she was no longer sad. So just in that moment, she was no longer sad because she received the message with joy from what was prophesied to her. And a year later, what she prayed for actually came to pass. In verses 19, it says the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And to those listening, God has not forgotten you. If you know you've been seeking the Lord and you know you've been doing what the Lord has asked of you, God will not forget those in whom he loves. 
Even if you falter, God is still going to remember you because of your heart. If you have a heart to seek the Lord, you have a heart of repentance, and you have a heart to 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 just pour out everything that you're going through before the Lord. God is going to have mercy upon you. He's going to show you kindness. He's going to show you compassion. He's going to show you grace. He's not going to kick you while you're down, but he's going to encourage and strengthen you so that you can get up again, just like he did with Hannah. And he says, he says, okay, when Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I asked the Lord for him. Verse 21 says, the next year, Elkanah and his family went on their trip to offer a sacrifice to the Lord and kept his vow. But this time, it says, but Hannah did not go. She told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned. Then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. So this this precious gift that she was given had to go back to the Lord. And this was a gift that she cried for, but she couldn't even keep because Samuel had to be taught in the temple by the priest. So she meant she kept the vow to the Lord. But the turning point is that God really tested her heart because what what mother you know wants to conceive and have a child and then have to turn around and give her child up as a living sacrifice. And in this case, this is exactly what Hannah did. She conceived the child, but she had to return him so that he can grow up serving the Lord. She had to give this precious gift back. So she said that in her word that she was going to leave him there permanently. So he was raised by other people. Um, He was raised by other priests. He was raised, I believe, by Eli. So um, Hannah proves that she is a woman who fears the Lord. And God proved to Hannah, because she prayed to the Lord and cried out, God proved to Hannah that he was a God who heard her cry. And so I want you to be encouraged today that as you cry out and petition to the Lord for whatever you're seeking him for, that the Lord of heaven's armies will hear you and move on your behalf. So let's go to pray. Father God, we thank you, God, that you are truly a God who hears us. God, that you are a God who is concerned about our hearts, our sorrows, God. You're concerned with our mental health. You're concerned, God, with with, with the fact that some of us have been taunted by the enemy, God. And God, Lord, the only way that you know how to move in our midst is that when we've been taunted enough to the point that we can't go to anyone except you, we, you force us to fall to our knees. And God, we thank you for giving us an example that is found in, in Hannah's stories that we have the power to petition you, God. We have the power to pray. We have the power to believe and trust, God, that you're the same God who answered the prayer of Hannah that you will answer the prayer 
of those who are praying for spouses, those who are praying for family and children, God, or whatever they're praying for in this season. God, we're trusting and believing that you're that same God. So we thank you, God, for answered prayers. I thank you for those that are listening today. I thank you, God, for the mother who has been been praying for a long time to have a child and cannot. Her and her husband have been praying for years to have kids. But God, I pray, God, that you would answer their prayers and that you would move on their behalf. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. May God bless you and may you tune in to another segment to listen to Hearts Knit Together. Again, I'm your host, Marcia A. Sullivan, and thank you for tuning in. May God bless you and may you go in the love of Christ. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.